1: Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. But it's not Sweden that we're focused on this time. It's actually an interesting country in Africa that I've had several people write to me and ask me, have you seen these elections in Malawi? and uh honestly i didn't watch the elections from you know the the moment that they started but i'm on the line right now with somebody who has uh been in malawi throughout the elections and is there now so we're kind of coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of malawi (laughs) thank you so much for joining us Uh, can you hear me okay
0: Yeah, I can hear you great.
1: All right, perfect. So welcome. Um, It is so great to have you with us on our podcast right now. Uh, Whereabouts are you in the country? Are you near the capital or outside of the capital or where?
0: We're quite a ways from the capital. We're in the southern areas uh, of Malawi. Uh, Very poor, very rural. Uh, Most of Malawi is rural. But uh, yeah, we're... It would take about seven hours to drive to the capital, but we're well aware of what's been happening. And uh, there were great celebrations in the village last night, actually all night, (laughs) (laughs) with with loud music. And uh, um, so, yeah, today is a fresh new start uh, in Malawi, and we are all incredibly very excited about that.
1: Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about the elections? Because I know that, you know, from what I've read, so I have to be honest, I know very little about the election process. I know very little about the political parties uh, in Malawi. I've never actually traveled or worked in Malawi. Most of my work has been around the eastern horn of Africa. And uh, as I started looking, I saw that there were... Uh, there was an election that was earlier this year, and it was it, there was a debate. There were some challenges. Can you just share a little bit about what took hap- what, what happened, what took place?
0: Yeah, it was an interesting election in February this year. The High Court, the uh, the, the Constitutional Court, ruled that last year's May twenty nineteen election had been tampered with. It wasn't um, fair, there were irregularities and um, it was known as the TPEX election. That, that means that a whiteout was used on um, many occasions uh, to the official reports that went to the MAC, the Malawi uh, the Committee for the Elections. And so uh, they nulled it. Uh, and the election was scheduled. Uh, for this year, just for the president, Uh, not MPs or other commissioners, but just the president. And it was a tight race a year ago. The ruling party, uh, President Lutetica, um, apparently won by just a few votes. Um, But even before the election, there was a lot of unrest after the election, uh, violence, protests, demonstrations, What I saw for the first time in our history here, and we've been in the country, well, we're moving close to 20 years as missionaries. Uh, What we've seen, the remarkable voice of the Malawian people being spoken, being heard, uh, taking action, um, uh, sharing uh, with the politicians uh, displeasure in what's been going on. Uh, recognizing that, you know, they're not, they're not happy with the conditions of living here in Malawi. Uh, recognizing there's a lot of corruption. Um, so people, the majority of the people saw through this last election. So when the high court declared the, the election of 2019 nullified, um, there was great celebration. But protests continued. Of course, the ruling government was not all that cooperative. Um, they wanted to stay in power. The opposition, the MCP, led by Dr. Lazarus Chacuera, it's been close to the last couple elections with him getting in. But um, um, there were there were three parties uh, competing a year ago, and. Um, For this election, uh, all all the parties kind of made alliances. Dr. um, Well, who was the vice president? Dr. Salas Chalima had his own campaign to become president a year ago, but he joined forces with Dr. Lazarus Chacuera for this election. They called their their party a Tonce Allowance. Um, And uh, they had an incredible almost 59% of the, the vote. Um, and won this
1: election which is uh, i mean from what i've been reading those are historical numbers uh that this election has you know has been a big deal for the people from every you know whether it's bbc cnn whoever's reporting on this is is just saying that this is a big deal but i think the, the one of the things that kind of drew me to this election is the fact that this is the first time now i could be wrong i you know uh, I've lived in China I'm, I'm about as uh, about the same as you. I don't know what year you moved to Malawi, but I moved to China in ninety nine. Uh, so it sounds like we were around the same time, if you say, almost twenty years. Um, so in in ninety nine, you know've I've been living in China since then, and I, I don't always get to hear a lot about you know what's happening in in other nations, but this is the f- so I'm not saying this is the only time, but it's the first time that I've heard of a Pentecostal pastor. Um, an Assemblies of God president over, you know, a, a denomination becoming the president of a country.
0: That's right. It, it's very, it's out of, it's out of the norm. This is a man, a man of God, who's had 20 years plus preaching experience, theologically, he's a doctor. He's not an economic uh, star. He's, he's not a political scientist. Um, until he became the leader of the opposition party uh, some years ago, he had no political experience. Uh, When you hear him speak, um, you you quickly recognize this man has some authority um, and integrity. And this man, the reason why so many people are celebrating today peacefully this is the first election we've ever experienced in Malawi where the days after the election there has been no violence, no uprise, no wow. no, no negative um, protests,
1: the Praise first God. ever. Praise uh, God. Even
0: today I checked with our team here, have you heard anything on the news? Like how did it go in the long way yesterday after the inauguration? Uh, peaceful. This wow. is a man, uh, Dr. Ch- Chiquera who has a reputation of following through on what he promises. We we certainly do hope that he is um, going to be one who faithfully carries that leadership mantle as president, but also one who is anointed by God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, he will not compromise. And he has a huge task ahead. Malawi is one of the poorest countries in the world, uh, it depends where you look, but it ranks sixth or seventh of the poorest. Um, we see suffering here daily and it doesn't have to be like that. He's, he's inherited a mess. Um, it's really, it's only up from here, you know, but he is a, a, a man strong and convicted that uh, he's gonna go after the corruption and make changes. I think what's different this time with this pastor is that he's a um, he's a people's man. Like he grew up uh, in Malawi humbly. He says that the first time he had electricity was when he went to secondary school. Uh, he knows what it's it's like for the majority of Malawians uh, who are who are living in those conditions today, and he's promised to be the president of all people. Um, and uh, you know, yesterday he said, uh, "Of what use is freedom from oppos- uh, sorry uh, of what use is freedom from oppression if you and I are slaves to starvation? Hmm. Or freedom from colonialism if you are a slave to tribalism? This is a poor and divided country. And D- he, divided in
1: what way? What 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 is the what is the main division?" Um, you you had said that you you're you know working in a, in an area that is not that close to the capital. Um, are, right. are you do you live in an area that is predominantly Christian or predominantly Muslim or a mix of the two? Uh,
0: it's predominantly Christian, but there's a mix of the two. There's a mix throughout the country of the two. Um, Hard to know exactly the numbers, but, um, you know, 15 to 20 percent of Malawian population is Muslim. The rest, basically, you know, uh, Christian. Um, Divided by regions. Um, I I think the biggest divide would be by the political part, uh, which is marked a lot by... Uh, who who you are, where you come from within the country, whether it's central, north, or south. Those are the three main divisions uh, within the country. And within that, then you have all these districts. And um, uh, Malawians are very good at honoring one another and uh, respecting one another. But the name, your father's name, means a lot. And, you're, it's deter- it, and the name comes from the region which you were born. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it, there is a lot of um, fractured, uh, fractured relationships based on region. And I think politics has driven that division a lot over the last so many years.
1: And during the time you said you've been working there for um, the la- almost twenty years, um, have you ever met this president Lazarus before?
0: I haven't, and uh-huh. I do look forward to. I've met two of the former presidents here, uh, circumstances that were, you know, God God allowed. It was an amazing. Um, encounters with the with the two presidents. Uh, not many people have that opportunity to have a conversation. But yeah, two of the last presidents I've met. But um, yeah, one day I hope to meet uh, His Excellency uh, Doctor Lazarus <laughs>
1: Tequena. Yeah, and I mean he had said. So I, I was reading you know uh, the uh, translation of his speech or the the speech that he gave a, a transcript rather of his of his speech. And he was he was talking about you know this because there was a, a a vote that took place I guess uh, earlier in the year in May uh, that had um, been overturned as you just told us about and then now with this election he won with an overwhelming majority and he came out you know kind of playing a little bit on his name and said I feel like Lazarus the dead man who raised back from the dead and and yeah. uh, and then he came out and like you said, he said that he wanted to be a president to all people. He comes from a very yeah. humble beginning. I just read, you know, just a really quick yeah. biography and his family did not have an easy way to go. It seems that his, he had, his family had two older brothers that died in infancy, and which is one of the reasons why his parents named him Lazarus with the hopes that if he did die, he would come back to life. And uh, so there's been a lot of... Prayer over him uh, for, uh, from what I understand, uh, for the time that he grew up, and so I, now I can see, I can understand at least a little bit why why the people there with you were rejoicing and and having festivities throughout the night last night.
0: Yeah, well, if you if you heard the uh, inauguration ceremony, it was live throughout the country yesterday by radio. We were listening by radio. Uh, incredible. That one of the um, Supreme Court judges opened and closed the whole ceremony with a second prayer of great note. I just uh, loved it. I mean, after the speeches that gripped me, gripped other people listening around me, um, his his words took hold of people's hearts. It kind of like sealed their their honor and their their there's submission to his leadership just how he kind of um just brought us all in uh to the vision but uh a high court judge before the nation uh presenting the president the vice president after their uh, vows um, to the lord and the whole country like they prayed you know it was let us pray and then first thing in jesus name do, do, do. I mean, just incredible. Like the, the framework here, the groundwork, the this this the spiritual environment here is just groomed. Uh, it's just presenting itself in, in in humility before God to let God come and lead us uh, and revive this nation, restore this nation, re- restore all that's been lost to and, and robbed from the Malawian people. I um, I think that's part of the excitement, if I can articulate that in any any way, but that there's this real hope, is genuine strong hope as we look into the future, as we go forward. I mean, and he hasn't missed a day. Today he's in parliament.
1: Today he's, he's making, <laughs>
0: um, you know, he's, he's gone to work. They've gone to work, both he and the vice president.
1: This makes me super excited for the country where you're serving. I mean, this is one of the reasons that we go into nations and preach the gospel. I've had it so many times where I've been in Bible schools and I've challenged the students and I've asked them, you know, if you can go into a nation... And you find, and I usually look for like the sweetest looking student in the classroom and pull them next to me so that, and I was like, if you find this, you know, person, and I try to find somebody that's very easy to sympathize with and say, if you find this person and from the time that they were born to the time that they die, they never get to hear about the name of Jesus when they die, where are they going? Do you think that Jesus is going to condemn them for not accepting a name that they've never heard? And of course, nobody in the classroom wants to say anything that would condemn the, the, the sweet person standing in front of them. And if I I, I try to lead the, the students to say, no, no, that would never happen. That's not the kind of guy that we serve. But then I usually turn the tables on them and I say, okay, So then my next question is, do we go into the nations and share the gospel with the people that have never heard? Because if she can make it to heaven without hearing the gospel... And you bring the gospel and she denies it. Now, where is she going? You, it's, it's actually worse off than what it was before you got there. And so we go through these and I, and I go th- usually take a day or two kind of challenging them. But the, my, my, the main thing that we arrive at is that God's blessings are not just for when we pass away and we are with him forever, but his blessings can reach us now today on earth. And, and I'm reminded of uh, sociologist Robert Woodbury, who went through and processed all the data of the different nations around the world to find out what makes free countries free. Why is it some nations have a very high misery index level and other nations are just the places where everybody wants to go? Why do some nations not respect human rights and animal rights and you know, just generally treat each other well and other nations do? And one of the things that came out of that uh, study by Dr. Robert Wood- Woodbury was that nations that are impacted by the gospel are always better for the citizens. And so when I see this election and I see this president, and I don't know, this is why I wanted to talk with you because I don't know. Does you know is this guy just? A facade and says that he's one thing but is actually another um, if he truly is this bible believing individual that is leading the nation <laughs> I have to say I'm super excited about the future for you guys right now
0: yeah you know, uh, fast forward a couple of years uh, we're going to see we're going to see a new Malawi uh, because of his his reputation of integrity and his follow through um, you have not. We have not seen that in other leaders. Uh, he said yesterday, "It is. It is time has come for us to go beyond dreaming. Time has come for us to wake up, to arise from slumber, and make our dreams come true." Um, Malawi, over the years, has had a lot of hardships and a lot of challenges with leadership. Um, Uh, hunger, disasters. What we've seen though through all is the Lord's hand has remained on this nation, on these people. Uh, It's like his grace has been flowing and carrying us all through. And so I'm I'm excited when I hear the leader says, look, wake up everybody, arise from slumber like it is it's like a rise and shine
1: <laughs> the day of
0: the <laughs> lord has come i mean i'm putting words into his speech but i believe he has that conviction uh so yeah time will tell um uh, but we need to be praying for this man this man of god and his his vice president um we need to pray that together Chequera and chalima the vice president stay united that there's a, a holy spirit union there it uh, will not break and, and the same with his, the other close people in his circle and the cabinet and, and others in government um, because again over the years we look back a lot of the politics here have ended up um, with uh, disunity uh, divisions um, so uh, we want to break that pattern we, we pray that Chequera will be the one who breaks that pattern of disunity because uh, I think that'll be a big key for going forward.
1: And, you know, as we uh, for a f- kind of a final question, I just kind of want to throw this out there because you've been there for a while. Um, most of the audience will will know. Usually, I introduce you know somebody that's going to be speaking on the podcast. I, I try to give a, a plug in for their ministry and a, and a website. But we wanted to be sensitive uh, for, because you are working and don't want to be political. We, uh, you're doing us a huge favor by coming on and just sharing. Uh, about the situation live from the ground. Uh, Let me ask you this, kind of in closing. Uh, When, you know, you being involved in ministry, now that you see this leader rise, do you think that there will be a different dynamics between ministries that are now working in Malawi and government of Malawi? Um. Do you think that, do you see a change in that dynamics? A, a change where ministries that have been working in Malawi may have, you know, had challenges in the past. May have had challenges yeah. with local government. Do you think that that there will be any changes in those dynamics that you know you might have experienced in the past that you're looking forward to? Maybe some of those challenges no longer being there in the future.
0: Yeah, I I really hope so. I I hope that the uh, animity goes away. That sense of uh, disunity um, or um, not I hope this president is one he spoke yesterday about being in- inclusive uh, president of all people and I hope to a uh, president of all ministries and NGOs that uh, this nation it's gonna take some work to get it to where it should be and we got to work together so yeah I hope the government is able to make it somewhat I guess I could say a little bit easier for people in in, in, in the, uh, trying to serve the people and trying to bring uh, a better hope a better future like we're all working together for the uh, to, to help the people of the Malawi so I think there could be um, change in that area okay. recognizing everybody's place in the in the body to do the work that God calls us to do.
1: Uh, can I ask you, brother? Um, you know, we got people that are listening that are in nations where they they suffer extreme persecution, and we have people that are living in nations that are a little bit more free. Um, those individuals that are listening, many of them are going to want to know how can I pray for Malawi? How can I pray specifically for you, even though they don't know your name, they don't know your ministry. Um, what are some prayer requests that you have that we could pray for?
0: Okay, well, we're in the uh, midst of the the COVID pandemic here, and um, ministry has uh, slowed because of the restrictions. Our greatest concern is for the children in this country. Uh, um, The coronavirus is, is here. Uh, the numbers are small. I suspect that that's partly because of testing is limited. Um, but it's here, but half this nation are children. They're in a, a less vulnerable uh, time of their life to catch this virus. But you know, 15 weeks now with schools closed, kids are sitting idle at home. And we're seeing an increase in malnourishment, child abuse, teenage pregnancies. Uh, abuse, child labor, and brain drain. Uh, Kids are forgetting everything they've learned at school. Uh, Something's gonna happen soon before more damage is done, not by the sickness itself, but by that that comes as a result of the downturn economically and the shutdowns, the lockdowns. Uh, That's a big concern. Um, We're doing our best. We've got a number of uh, people that we're able to help within our community here. Uh, locally, and we've been doing homeschool programs um, to try to keep kids uh, safe and moving forward in in some some ways with education. Um, but I think in all this, that's just one of the many big issues this country needs to face and make decisions. Uh, so pray that our new president has the wisdom from God to know how to lead the team of leaders that he puts around himself that are in place uh, to lead this towards glorifying God, lead this nation into God's presence. Wow, that's just what we want. We want to see it. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. Yeah, I'm optimistic.
1: Okay. Well, brother, thank you so much for joining us. It has been a real pleasure. We are excited together with you. We rejoice with you. We, we uh, participate in the spiritual festivities that you guys are having for this new opportunity, this new chapter for Malawi. And uh, we will be praying for you in the nation where you serve.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Good Thank to you talk very much. You. Yeah, good to talk to you as well. God bless you. And uh, we want to thank you guys so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. God bless you.